1: Martin Luther King, Jr. Yeah, what comes to mind when you hear that name? Whatever you think of him now, you may think a lot differently in a few minutes. Uh, earlier this week, we had Roger Simon of PJ Media on as a guest. He told us about the story that was coming out this week, a story about Martin Luther King, Jr., and it's not a flattering one. He had written a piece about the piece that was coming out. Our guest today wrote the story. We'll get to him after the break. Uh Roger Simon was a civil rights activist who took part in marches in the 60s and vouched for the credibility of the story when we had him on a couple of days ago. He's a conservative now and was as f- the founder of PJ Media. It's pretty obvious if the story uh, uh that if the story you are going to hear in a few minutes was about Donald Trump instead of Martin Luther King Or if it was about Ronald Reagan or one of the George Bushes, it would be the lead story on MSNBC, CNN and Fox would be talked about for days. It would definitely be the big headline at the Drudge Report, but I just checked and it still hasn't made it there. And as far as I know, they're not talking about it on the cable networks at all. This is a story that includes Martin Luther King being involved in orgies, being in the same hotel room while another minister is raping a woman, all recorded by the FBI. The writer, his name is David Garrow. He's a Pittsburgh guy, a former professor, a history professor at Pitt. He wrote a biography of Martin Luther King back in 1986 called Bearing the Cross, and he won a Pulitzer Prize for it. He's a liberal. Most of the media seem to be afraid to touch this story. Not here. We're going to talk to him when we come back. And now, it's time for The Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. Well, we had some good candidates this week. I considered the guy who sat in fuel-level seats with his four-year-old daughter who ended up getting hit by a line drive. Uh, And then there were the two black women who made a website uh, called Race to Dinner. They invite white women to uh, dinner so they can be yelled at for being white supremacists. But I'm going to go with Jussie Smollett. He could have made it a long time ago, but we weren't doing Jerk of the Week back then. But the Chicago cops released 500 pages of documents the other day that include transcripts of recordings that sound like Jussie was buying drugs and some other stuff. The cops had search warrants. They were out looking all over for the people who beat Jussie up. And as it turns out, the district attorney was never going to prosecute. She's a jerk, too, by the way. Could have could have probably given her the award. But Jussie still hasn't admitted to doing it. So that makes him the jerk of the week, a well-deserving recipient and a long Deserving recipient of the Beef Jerky Outlet Jerk of the Week Award, Jussie Smollett. The Jerk of the Week is brought to you by Beef Jerky Outlet, Tanger Outlets, Washington, and Grove City Outlets. With over 100 varieties, there's one to satisfy the jerk in your life. Visit BeefJerkyOutlets.com. And remember, don't be a jerk. We're talking to Rocky Blyer. He's involved with the Miracle League of Moon Township and the construction of a Miracle League athletic field. The fields are designed to make it possible for kids with special needs to play sports. Every child, no matter what the situation, deserves a chance to be able to play, to compete, and have a place that's safe, takes care of
2: needs, that's organized. This will be the fourth Miracle League field that will be built. Now we got four places to be able to travel, so it broadens the whole interest of sports. It's just terrific working to do
1: that. There's a buddy system I thought was pretty impressive. What's that all about?
2: Kids with special needs have a buddy. A a child who's in school. It's like having an older brother or sister involved with you. So it's really good in that everybody has human dignity of being able to participate.
1: The website is miraclesinmoon.org. Check it out and let's help make this dream a reality. Hey Rocky, thanks and uh, we'll be talking to you again about this project. Appreciate you coming on to talk about it. Thank you for having me. All right, man, take it it. easy. Rocky Blyer and we'll be right back. If you're you're an employer, a business owner, if you have 5 to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm John Steigerwald. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in the network. Isn't it time for a change? Well, stop the insanity and call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30 percent. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724 884-1496, 724-884-1496.
3: They will send it to you automatically. If it doesn't work, tell them not to send any shipments. And it's as simple as that. It is all at relieffactor.com. I've been using it for years now, relieffactor.com.
4: G'day, I'm Scott from Plugin Pest Free. I want to personally thank all my Plugin Pest Free customers who've taken the time out to call, write, and who have left messages to thank me for ridding their homes and businesses of unwanted rodent and pest problems. So from me to you, I thank you. Plug-in Pest freeze is the only scientifically tested and, more importantly, consumer-proven electromagnetic pest management system since 1995. Why put up with those annoying rodents and pests any longer? plug in Pest Free is 100% chemical-free, making it your safest bet to manage your rodent and pest problems around your family and pets. With a 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. So order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code SAVE20 for 20% off and free shipping. That's gopestfree.com, promo code SAVE20. Don't spray and regret, plug-in and forget. gopestfree.com today. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250,
0: The Answer.
1: The headline of the story is The Troubling Legacy of Martin Luther King. It was written by a former Pitt history professor, and as of right now, it's probably getting more attention in Europe than it is here. But if you read it, it'll change the way you think about Martin Luther King forever, and it might make you rethink the FBI, too. David Garrow is the writer. He joins us now. Dave, thanks for being here. Certainly. So before we get into what you reported, um, it probably would help to, to mention that you uh, wrote a Pulitzer Prize-winning book about Martin Luther King in 1986 called Bearing the Cross. Uh, what can you tell us about that book, the tenor of it, and you know, just your approach to Martin Luther King when you wrote that?
2: I started my work on that book in 1978, just after my first book on the Voting Rights Act of 1965 was published. Um, And before I completed Bearing the Cross, this big biography of of Dr. King, um, I also wrote a book uh, called The FBI and Martin Luther King, just on uh, the FBI's uh, harassment of him. Uh, that book was notable for exposing three important informants uh, targeted against King and his friends. Uh, but bearing across cross, my, my big biography, uh, I think was very notable uh, not only because I was able to interview you know, all of Dr. King's uh, surviving friends and colleagues, um, you know so many people who were with us in the uh, early 1980s now no longer are, uh, but also because I became so immersed in in King's sermons uh, and and King's spiritual grounding and and religious faith uh, that I think it gave a very powerful portrait of of how deeply grounded uh, in a in a spiritual orientation he was, uh, and what an utterly uh, humble. Uh, unselfish uh... indeed self-sacrificing figure he was uh... someone who did not at all desire to be a famous public figure uh... he felt very uncomfortable in the role uh... And indeed the uh, fbi wiretap material that i first uh, obtained in the early nineteen eighties from the wiretaps on on three of his close friends uh, show over and over again uh you know ironically they make King look great um humble self-critical uh someone who never gloried in in receiving big prizes and and honors a, a deeply impressive man
1: and uh bordering on saintly is is, is the image that he has or had um uh, Uh, maybe not quite saintly but he he was considered a holy man maybe with some flaws and there has been talk about you know there had been talk about his uh maybe extramarital affairs but nothing like what you uh expose in this story at standpoint magazine so did your opinion of him change when you came across this information that you have in the piece we're going to talk about
2: Uh, My opinion has shifted a bit. Um, I knew right from 1979 when I started interviewing his his closest colleagues that King had never been monogamous. Uh, Indeed, that the most important woman in his life, indeed maybe the most important person in his life from 1963 onward, uh, was Dorothy Cotton, one of his female colleagues at his civil rights organization, the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. and I first met Ms Cotton in September 1979 I, I knew her story, her role, her importance. Uh, she was a wonderful, warm, loving, effervescent person. Uh, and I knew too that even back then uh, that he had at least another ten girlfriends. Uh, you know, one in Chicago, one in L.A., one in New York, one in D.C., Uh, and that's not all that different than, say, John F. Kennedy uh, as a senator and and president. Um, This new material um, shows us that King was uh, more uh, uh, active in in, uh, multiple, multiple relationships with women uh, right from 1963 on uh, till the time of his death. Uh, the FBI's surveillance of anyone when it in, uh, involves telephone wiretapping, uh, and in King's case, surveillance of hotel rooms, uh, everybody in this country needs to realize that whether it's, it's Martin Luther King or someone supposedly associated with Donald Trump, uh, just how incredibly invasive electronic surveillance is it picks up and memorializes for all time everything that's that's happening in a person's life
1: well now just the stuff that you uh, that you became aware of with all the uh, the mistresses and and the Dorothy cotton and all that did that get into your is that in your bearing the book called bearing the cross or did you just feel that that was not necessary for what you were doing there.
2: There is some of that in there, though I didn't use Dorothy's name or the names of of any of the women. Mm -hmm. Um, Dorothy passed away just coming up on a year ago, Um, and all of us in in King World, as I call it, who knew her, we all respected her wish to to not be publicly identified as as the real wife. Um, but now that, that she's deceased, and, and with these documents uh, out there in public, I mean, the National Archives, uh, roughly about a year ago, very quietly put up on, on the Internet um, hundreds and hundreds of documents uh, that identified Dorothy, oh, three dozen or more times, uh, identify the other girlfriends by name, uh, and so i i made the the decision and i uh, understand from all of my professional colleagues uh that it's it's a decision they all concur in uh, that once the the US National Archives uh puts these materials out in public where anyone with an internet connection can you know click and and read them uh that as a you know professional scholar and and biographer um you know i have to uh, you know confront and, and acknowledge that, that that material is out there in public.
1: And Dave, would you call yourself a liberal, politically?
2: Oh, oh, very much so. I, I for many years, was an official member of, of Democratic Socialists of America. Um, I'm not one at present. Um, I donated to uh, Bernie Sanders uh, four years ago. Um, uh, I, I'm... I certainly think of myself as a democratic socialist. Uh, uh, I'm very impressed with former Congressman uh, John Delaney uh, among the current uh, democratic presidential uh, hopefuls.
1: I I think you know why I'm asking you that, because um, the the credibility on this whole thing is uh, some of it would be um, harder to achieve, if you were known as a flame-throwing conservative, but that's the farthest thing from what you are. Exactly, John. So, from what I understand, you had a lot of trouble finding someone to publish the story that came out in Standpoint Magazine in the UK. Uh, Is that true, and why?
2: Oh, very, very much true. Now, it is a 7,800-word piece. It's eight full magazine pages. I read it all.
1: Yeah, Standpoint
2: has been superb. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, here in the U.S., I mean, some outlets, I think, uh, declined to pursue it uh, in in large part because of the length. Um, I had some uh, of the very liberal left magazine, The Nation, uh, where one editor was extremely enthusiastic about the piece, uh, but didn't think they could run, run it at full length, and, and I, I did not want to cut it. I, I think it's, its richness of detail is, is extremely important for the historical record. Uh, but some other outlets, uh, uh, clearly the Guardian, uh, British-based uh, liberal paper, um, were uncomfortable uh, with the fact that some of it is, is very salacious uh, material. Um, because that's what the FBI was doing, and and that's what King's life uh, entailed. Um, But, uh, uh, you know, U.S. publishing has has really shrunk, uh, both newspapers and magazines. Um, And, uh, you know, it's a more difficult world for for serious nonfiction journalism now than it was uh, uh, 15 or 20 years ago
1: you want to tell people where they can find the piece now? Oh,
2: happily, John. The online version is standpointmag.co.uk, uh, like United Kingdom. Okay. Uh the PDF uh, the PDF uh, of, of the eight page article itself uh is also on my personal webpage, which is just David Garrow, com.
1: Okay. Now what was was um, your difficulty in getting it to be published and, and also uh, the, the um, fact that it's just not seen anywhere right now. I mean, this is something that you would think the Drudge Report would pick up. Uh, as, far as, as, as we're talking now, I haven't seen it there yet. Uh, so was it more the subject matter or concern about the credibility of your sources that, that uh, maybe got people to back off, or was it both?
2: I don't think there's been any uh, concern whatsoever uh, about the uh, reliability of, of the source material. Um, I had editor after editor tell me how impressed they were with the piece. Uh, the editor-in-chief of the New York Times Magazine, for one. I've, I've got his email to me telling me uh, how, how impressive uh, a work of uh, investigatory scholarship it is. Uh, when people tell you something's you know not a fit for us... Uh, you know, UI, any of uh, your listeners can, you know, scratch their heads at, at what that might mean. Uh, but I had a number of editors, uh, Esquire Magazine, a, a wonderful man at the American Interest, uh, who said that they they just didn't want to uh, court the uh, po- potential political controversy uh, of a piece that would be uh, taken by some people um, as a as, uh, uh, critical and, and embarrassing uh, of Dr. King's legacy.
1: Uh, it's obvious from your story that the FBI was out to get King and, and discredit him, uh, but you obviously took that into account. How skeptical were you going in, and how much of that skepticism went away as you did your research? And when I say skepticism, I'm talking about, you know, the um, the... A credibility of the transcripts from tapes that nobody has heard yet. At least, as far as I know, nobody's heard them, heard them yet.
2: Um, several quick points, John. Um, I've worked with with thousands and thousands of FBI documents for literally forty years now. Um, if it's a document based on a human informant, a human source, uh, you've got to be very careful, very cautious, because the a degree of exaggeration, inaccuracy in in human sourcing is is uh, almost constant, uh, but with electronic surveillance documents where they're listening in and recording, um, the accuracy rate is is honestly about 99%. Um, I've read hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages over the year of wiretap logs from uh, the wiretaps on on. King's friends in New York that were released to me years ago. Um, And with this new material, uh, even with the the tapes that remain under court seal until 2027, uh, we have a public Justice Department uh, Office of Professional Responsibility report uh, issued in early 1977, over 42 years ago, uh, where a team of five attorneys uh, publicly uh, certified uh, that they had listened to the tape, uh, they'd, tapes, they had read the transcripts, and everything in the transcripts was on the tapes. Uh, I interviewed four uh, Justice Department attorneys back in 1979-1980 uh, for my 1981 book on the FBI and King, and uh, those attorneys all uh, described to me how unpleasant Uh, that recorded material was uh, containing Dr. King's voice. Uh, So I've known for a long time uh, that when 2027 comes, uh, it's going to be an an unpleasant experience. Uh, But this past year with the National Archives having put this sampling of summaries and quotations of describing that material out in public, uh I felt I had no choice but to uh, uh put something out in public saying essentially uh hey folks uh we don't have it all yet but uh, everyone should know that come 2027 uh it's going to be un- an unpleasant reckoning uh as I say in in the standpoint magazine article
1: so what you write about in the piece at uh, standpoint mag um that is based on transcripts, but uh, why, why are we waiting until 2027 before we can hear the, the actual tape, the audio? In
2: 1977, a federal judge issued a, a, a unique, unprecedented uh, court order uh, taking the uh, original recordings and the transcriptions uh, away from the FBI, uh, putting them under court seal. Uh, for what was uh, honestly uh, an attempt to protect uh, Coretta Scott King uh, from uh, public exposure of this material, uh, so long as as she was alive, uh, that was obtained really by Mrs. King's lawyers.
1: Okay, so and she's now she's now passed, but that's still going to hold yeah. till twenty twenty seven. Um, yeah, it
2: was brought, that, that, that legal action was brought in the name of a, of a king aide, a, a man I knew quite well, Bernard Lee, um, whom himself passed away in uh, 1990. Uh, and so with Bernard dead, uh, no one would have legal standing uh, to, to uh, reopen uh, that case now or in 2027.
1: Uh, the most explosive story, and we're talking to Dave Garrow. He's uh, written a piece about Martin Luther King that is just uh, really amazing, and it's you can find it at um, um, standpointmag.co.uk. And we will be right back with Dave Garrow. Stick around. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Planned Parenthood has been successful at keeping its only abortion clinic in Missouri open. A judge issued an order just before the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services that said it would not renew the clinic's license. Lila Rose of Live Action tells Salem Radio News the clinic has an extremely poor health record. This
0: is a facility that's had over 70 medical emergencies at it. It is one that refuses to cooperate with state investigators. It has multiple health and safety issues violations according to the state health department
5: so it's not only ending the lives of children in the world it's also putting women at risk
1: st louis circuit judge michael Stelzer issued a temporary restraining order preventing missouri from taking away the clinic's license a bad day on wall street as the dow dropped 355 points to 24,815 the nasdaq dropped 37 the s&p lower by 115 more at srnnews.com
0: Stocks and options trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Hey guys, it's Scott Bauer here, CEO of Prosper Trading Academy. Are you looking for a super hot stock tip? Here at Prosper, we are always looking for exciting opportunities in the markets. And right now, all my students are salivating over this stock we are watching. In fact, I've got this hot stock written down right here, and I'm about to text it to you for free. I just need to know where to send it. Simply text HOT to 48542, and I'll text it to you instantly. How do I know this stock is so hot? Well, I'm a former CBOE market maker for Amazon Options, former vice president of Goldman Sachs, and I have over 25 years of professional trading experience. I'm telling you, this stock is hot. But be warned, the stock may move soon, so you need to claim it before it does. Text HOT to 48542, and I'll text you this hot stock instantly. Text HOT to 48542, and I'll text you this hot stock instantly. Message and data rates may apply.
5: Joe Walsh has seen it all from the left. Christine Quinn is her name, giving the Democrat view on abortion.
0: When a woman gets pregnant, that is not a human
5: being inside of her. It's part of her body. I- I've heard a lot. You heard her. It's not a human being. What What is it then, a fish? What is it, a pineapple?
3: The Joe Walsh Radio Program. Weeknights at 9, right after Larry Elder at 7, 1 AM, 1250. The answer.
5: Here is your new Pella Lifestyle window when open. Here it is. Closed. The new Pella Lifestyle series is the number one performing wood window and patio door for sound control, energy efficiency, and value. Keep the outside noise outside. More peace and better rest for your family. Exceptional noise control for a quieter home. For a limited time, get 50% off installation and 12 months no payments, no interest. Call 888 Pella pella Pellapittsburgh.com.
1: Hunt Associates is your resource for examining the important financial aspects for your retirement plan. Listen to our podcast radio show, Hunt for Retirement, by visiting gwahunt.com. On this week's edition of Hunt for Retirement, we discuss securing lifetime income. Text HUNT to 555-888 or visit gwhunt.com to listen to the podcast now or call
5: 844-366-HUNT for a free copy of the book, Income Allocation and a Free Retirement Income Report. One in seven men is diagnosed with prostate cancer in his lifetime. The
4: good news? When caught early, it can be treated. The bad? All treatment options have side effects, like impotence, urinary leakage, and rectal bleeding. New Space Ore Hydrogel is FDA-cleared and clinically proven to help. Men receiving Space Ore Hydrogel are more likely to maintain their normal sexual, urinary, and bowel functions. Visit
0: spaceoar.org
4: or ask your doctor about Space or Hydrogel. Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Then call me, Attorney Dennis Spirate, 412-471-7675. My legal practice concentrates on bankruptcy law, debtor rights, and tax matters. I have over 30 years' experience as a former United States Department of Justice bankruptcy attorney and lawyer in private practice. I have represented thousands of cases faced with financial problems and lawsuits. Reorganize and get a fresh start. Call 412-471-7675 or visit my website at DennisSpira.com.
0: Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer.
3: Very busy afternoon, heavy delays on northbound 79, Grand Avenue up to 19, outbound 28, volume delays from Veterans Bridge to the Highland Park Bridge. On the Parkway East, an accident cleared outbound at Edgewood-Swissvale, but it is still very busy from Grant Street to that point. Parkway West slowing down inbound Carnegie to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Volume delays on the Parkway North outbound from the Mount Nebo Road overpass up to 79. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer, weather.
0: Mainly clear tonight with a low of 58 for tomorrow, increasing clouds. A heavy, gusty thunderstorm will be around later on in the afternoon and into the evening hours tomorrow night. High tomorrow, 80 degrees. Low tomorrow night, 59. Then for Sunday, clouds and breaks of sun. Breezy and noticeably cooler with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm. High Sunday, 69 degrees. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Daniel Niddle. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM
3: 1250,
1: The Answer. Finishing up here with uh, Dave Garrow. He wrote the story, uh, The Troubling Legacy of Martin Luther King. He did that for the magazine called Standpoint Mag, and we will talk to him some more right now. Let's get back to Dave. The most explosive story in your piece describes a rape that King witnessed. He was in the same room at the time. Can you give us the details on that?
2: Yes. Um, We've known for a long time that the first occasion on which the FBI uh, sent a squad of agents with hidden microphones to record King uh, was in Washington, D.C. early in 1964. Uh, But what's in the new material uh, is an assertion uh, in the, the personal file of William Sullivan, who was the head of FBI intelligence in the 1960s, uh, in Sullivan's personal file, uh, which also contains the uh, infamous suicide letter that he typed to send to Dr. King, in that same file, there's this uh, annotated report uh, that he's working on updating and expanding in March of 1968. And In that report, it's it's uh, typed out, and this is for clearly for internal FBI use because it has the Long numerical uh, serialization numbers for particular FBI documents that are are being cited. Uh, in the typed version of that, it says that uh, one of King's ministerial colleagues uh, forcibly rapes a woman, and then Sullivan, who's making marginal uh, annotations to add and expand things, says that King, you know, looked on, laughed, and offered advice. Now. Sullivan clearly had the transcript of, of that recording uh, in front of him when he's doing this. But the more important point, John, um, is that you know, this not only was allegedly a, a serious, forceful sexual assault uh, witnessed by King, uh, but also we've got two FBI agents in the you know, neighboring room uh, listening in in real time uh, as this serious sexual crime uh, occurs. And, and they do nothing. Um, you know, they don't seek to intervene or, or interrupt the assault. Um, and then we have this recording you know, being transcribed, passed around FBI headquarters. Uh, you know, Dozens of top officials see it. Um, I think what at bottom we see here is that both uh, black ministers and uh, a large number of, of FBI uh, personnel uh, in 1964 were equally complicit in the abuse of women. Uh, now we know that John F. Kennedy, as president in the White House, uh, uh, forced uh, a young intern to uh, perform a sex act on one of his friends. Uh, my very strong view is is that the bottom line of of this story uh, is about gender, not race. About how deep seated and widespread uh, the mistreatment of women by by powerful men uh... has been in this society uh... not just in recent years as we've all seen uh... but historically as well
1: and more more accepted in the sixties than it is now i mean it was never accepted oh, yes. But, um, it yes, but so you have martin luther king who's martin luther king and another protestant minister uh... A man of the cloth raping a woman in this and they're both in the same room and martin luther king is um, giving him advice, um, that, you know, we've had, uh, that's, uh, how does he survive that? How does his, well, how yeah. does Image survive that? I mean...
2: You know, the, the present, you know, information is, is an accusation, allegation. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, we won't, we won't have a, a clear verdict uh, until the actual tape recording. Uh, you know, Dr. King has a, you know, quite recognizable voice. Uh, until that actual tape recording becomes public in twenty twenty seven now in in that instance and in and in other uh similar though though not so troubling uh group sexual uh situations uh that the FBI uh followed um the the frank truth is that dr king was was almost always very drunk uh he had a drinking problem wow. now i don't i don't mention you know drunk. Drunk again and again in, in my standpoint article, uh, because I don't want to seem as if I'm uh, excusing uh, uh, male abuse of, of, of women uh, because the the abusive man was was heavily inebriated. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the but the private king uh, was a very troubled man. Um, you know the burdens of his role. I mean he he didn't enjoy being a celebrity, um, and I think where we're going to you know, come out in the years ahead, uh, is to realize that the the personal toll, uh, the personal burden uh, that his public role uh, put upon him uh, was even more uh, uh, draining and and damaging to him uh, than I realized uh, 30 years ago when uh, I wrote Bearing the Cross.
1: And on one tape, King was heard saying, uh, he was calling one of his colleagues on the phone, and he said, "Get your damned ass down here! I have a beautiful white broad here." What was that all about? That's 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 just I, to have to hear Martin Luther King's voice on tape. I don't care if it's twenty twenty-seven or twenty ninety-seven. That's going to shock a lot of people.
2: That particular statement is is not uh, from an FBI recording. Uh, that's from a, an interview with a Las Vegas prostitute uh, that a, a Nevada. Uh, state official, uh, conduct, oh, okay. uh, right after the event. Uh, that, that, uh, La, that Las Vegas officer uh, uh, gave the prostitute's account uh, to the FBI, and the FBI then circulated it all over the U.S. government. Uh, but the uh, lady in question uh, uh, was hired uh, by a, a well-known black gospel singer of the 60s, Clara Ward, um, who, if anyone looks online, is identified as, as having been primarily lesbian. Uh, Ms. Ward was a friend of Dr. King, and it was Ms. Ward, uh, who was African-American, uh, that arranged for this white prostitute to, uh, shall we say, party with uh, her and Dr. King and uh, that ministerial colleague uh, whom, whom King uh, uh, called upon to uh, uh, join the party.
1: We're talking to Dave Garrow. He's a a former uh, history professor at Pitt, an author, and he's the writer of an article at uh, Standpoint Mag um, about Martin Luther King with some just uh, explosive stuff in here. are, are there credi- credible people who have seen these transcripts and heard the tapes who have vouched for the accuracy of the transcripts? I mean, you've gone over this, but uh, I know that when people hear this, a lot of them are going to just say, well, the FBI was out to get uh, Martin Luther King. Everybody knows that. And the- these people are not to be believed. Or it was exactly exaggerated.
2: Um, you know, as I, as I mentioned briefly earlier, with the electronic recordings, uh, you know, those tapes still exist. Um, there were, you know, two sets of Justice Department attorneys back in the 1970s before these materials were uh, taken away and put under court seal, um, who listened to all the tapes, reviewed all the transcripts. Um, you know, one of their reports is, is public saying that the transcripts are accurate. Uh, you know, the tapes are for real. Uh, you know, back in 1980, I spoke with four uh, of those attorneys uh... who told me uh, some of what they remembered hearing on those tapes uh... so i for a long time have, have had no doubt uh... that when those recordings are released uh, it's going to be very problematic for people um, and this is not so much a question of of the sounds of sexual activity uh... it's you know dr king uh... you know quite drunk usually uh... saying uh... uh you know very unpleasant offensive nasty uh, obscene things Uh, And and I think that's going to be the big challenge uh, for, for, you know, lots of Americans come 2027. Uh, You know, Dr. King in public was always a a very disciplined, button-down figure. Uh, You know, but in in private, um, you know, drinking a lot, uh, you know, under a tremendous amount of stress. uh, You know, uh, many people close to him have, have said to me and to other King biographers... Uh, that, you know, he, he needed, uh, you know, ways to relieve stress, ways to, uh, you know, uh, let off steam. Um, you know, that's a, uh, you know, those are the sorts of comments that I've heard for many years now.
1: Um, <clears throat> we have a few more minutes left here. Robert F. Kennedy signed off on the wiretapping. Uh, I was looking at the story a, a couple of weeks, actually, before JFK was assassinated in November of 63, Should we believe that it was actually to investigate King's uh, communist sympathies, or would he have reason to discredit him too?
2: Uh, Robert F. Kennedy uh, authorized the surveillance of King uh, because he, you know, Bobby, uh, believed King had essentially lied to him and his brother, the president, uh, about breaking off relations with a a close advisor, a, a white lawyer in New York, Stanley Levison. Uh, whom the FBI believed was a, a subversive influence on King now Levison years earlier had indeed been a, a very important uh, communist party functionary, uh, but the FBI had no evidence at all that that Levison was uh, uh, in the60s uh, any sort of subversive influence on King, uh, but they sold that story to to Robert Kennedy yet at the time when the fbi is is getting kennedy's uh, authorization it already knows from the wiretaps on one of his friends uh... That king is having affairs with at least three women uh... so the fbi's motive in in getting uh... kennedy's okay to wiretap king's home and king's office uh... is is suspect right from the start uh... You know they've they've garnered nothing from wiretapping Mr. Levison about subversion, uh, and they know that if they wiretap King himself, uh, what they're going to get is uh, a lot of raunchy information about his his public life. Um, you know, unfortunately, uh, Kennedy's authorization uh, made that snooping legal. Uh, but uh, you know, I you know, especially in in recent times. I am deeply opposed to, uh, you know, FBI electronic surveillance of, of any American citizen, uh, you know, irrespective of their, their partisan preferences.
1: Yeah, just for the record, uh, I think the FBI comes out looking much worse than even Martin Luther King does in this story that you do. But
2: Oh, wait, uh, exactly, John. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So what happened, uh, we're getting down to the end here, I'm running out of time, I could talk to you a lot longer, but what happened when the FBI sent a package of uh, real-to-real tapes to King, and the quote was, uh, I guess uh, the note with the tapes was, you will find on the record for all time audio evidence of your adulterous acts, your sexual orgies involving various evil playmates. And they gave him a, a, a date of when he should do something.
2: The FBI's clear hope was that Dr. King would kill himself by Christmas Day, 1964. We've had uh, uh, partially redacted versions of that letter before. This is the first time that a completely unredacted uh, version has been made public. Uh, But what's most new in in, in this new material, John, uh, is the standard version of the story for years attributed the mailing of that package to William Sullivan alone, uh, that Sullivan, the head of the intelligence division, did this all by himself, The new material makes quite clear that his three superiors in the FBI, Alan Belmont, Clyde Tolson, and J. Edgar Hoover, also authorized that mailing. Incriminating Hoover in the attempt to get King to commit suicide is, to my mind, important big news.
1: Wow, it's it's huge. And... um, And... What was it? I mean, was it a racial thing mostly? Do you think? I know this is uh, conjecture, but was it mostly a racial thing that that you think had the FBI despising Martin Luther King? Because uh, if you take away the fact that he was a minister, this the uh, the extracurricular stuff that he was doing out there is not all that not that shocking or important because uh, he'd just be another guy. But what was it about him, aside from his? blackness that they hated so much
0: it's a
2: complicated answer john because hoover sullivan and the fbi had close friendly relationships with many black activists at that time thurgood marshall uh before he became a supreme court justice roy wilkins head of the naacp whitney young james farmer Uh, the most famous black television preacher of those years, uh, Elder Solomon Michaud, a close friend of Hoover. Um, So, you know, it's it's incorrect to say, oh, Hoover and the FBI were racists. Uh, No, they wanted to promote some black leaders whom they thought were reliable, uh, dependable, They were targeting someone like King, uh, targeting the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, uh, both because they were more politically radical, uh, and because in King's case, uh, the the paternalism of Sullivan and and other FBI officials, uh, with a a racial paternalism uh, that they felt, they felt you know that that King was too immoral. Uh, to be a, an influential public figure.
1: Well, hey, Dave, I'm, I'm out of time. Um, I really appreciate it. One more time, tell us where they can find the, uh, the, the piece. Uh, and um, I really appreciate you being here. Oh, thank you, John.
2: Either standpointmag.co.uk for the web version or for the eight-page PDF, my personal website, davidgarrow.com
1: very good thank you dave and i appreciate you being here thank you john okay we will be right back stick around okay meat lovers beef jerky outlet presents over 100 delicious ways to get your snack on there's nothing slim about these big flavors this is high-end quality gourmet jerky in more flavors than you've ever thought possible from wild game to pepper and spice to sweet and savory there's something for everyone flavors like Honey jalapeno, Cajun barbecue beef brisket, sweet bourbon traditional, Asian sesame, teriyaki, cherry maple, and peppercorn smoked beef, just to name a few. With Father's Day coming up, this is a total no-brainer for the guy in your life. Visit BeefJerkyOutlet.com for fabulous gift ideas. Plus, check out their phenomenal selection of rubs, sauces, and marinades. Beef Jerky Outlet at Tanger Outlets in Washington and their brand new location at Grove City Outlets. Beef Jerky Outlet, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday right here on the John Steigerwald Show. Check them out, beefjerkyoutlet.com.
5: Are you about to pay double for new windows, siding, or doors? If you haven't called Windows R Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, gutters, siding doors, and, of course, windows. Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months and up to $20,000 on new vinyl, fiberglass, or wood windows. With options like triple-pane glass and names like Pella, no hidden fees or surprises ever. Your no-loophole lifetime warranty covers everything, including glass breakage, at no additional cost. Mention AM 1250 with your free estimate for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company. Windowsrspittsburgh.com.
1: A couple of weeks ago, we had Rocky Blyer here to talk about his work with Miracle League in Moon Township, fields for athletes with special needs. Jim Leland, the Pirates' former manager, is also involved in that project. Jim, thanks for being here. Great to be here, John. Great to talk to you. Tell me about the Miracle League of Moon Township.
3: It's just a great thing for these kids, and it's a wonderful opportunity for people to participate. Some people are a little less fortunate than others, and I think it's just a great opportunity for people to volunteer and to help out and put a smile on somebody's face.
1: I've seen the field that they put out in Upper St. Clair. It's amazing. Oh, it's unbelievable. The way they construct these things, they have the ramps and everything for the kids, it takes a little stress off the parents. I think it's what Pittsburgh's all about. It's just a great thing. It'll serve Montour, West Allegheny, Moon, Sewickley, Weirton, Steubenville, Beaver County, and surrounding communities. Approximately 100 to 200 children will be eligible to participate and it'll also serve adults with special needs, so it's a great cause. And if you'd like to see how you can help, maybe donate some money, check it out at miraclesinmoon.org. Miraclesinmoon.org. We'll be right back.
3: What's inside your mattress affects its price comfort and durability but most mattress manufacturers won't show you what's inside their products because they simply don't want you to know how can you know if you're getting the best value if you don't know how your mattress is made at the original mattress factory we believe that transparency is what's best for our customers so we have open displays of each model in our showroom so you can see and feel the difference in our products visit one of our local original mattress factory stores to see exactly what we're made of
0: Not so long ago, all mattresses had two sides, and for a good reason. You
2: can flip two-sided mattresses regularly, making them last longer than one-sided mattresses. So,
0: what happened to two-sided mattresses? In an effort to cut costs, most mattress manufacturers cut their mattresses in half. For nearly three decades, the Original Mattress Factory has believed that building high-quality
2: two-sided mattresses is the right thing to do. Visit us in one of our stores or at
0: OriginalMattress.com to see how our products are built right and built to last. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM
1: 92.5. The Answer. So I spent the last couple of minutes looking to see if anybody had picked up the story that uh, Dave Garrow has written and uh, in the national media. Nothing on MSNBC, CNN, or Fox News uh, websites. Post Gazette has a story uh, today uh, written by uh, Jillian Brockle. I'm just looking at it now. Um, and it, the headline is... Historians attack Professor David Garrow's Martin Luther King allegations. Uh, down here it says, uh, <clears throat> "Mr. Uh, the Donna Murch, a Rutgers University historian who specializes in the civil rights movement, said the story had a strange trail of evidence. Seems very flimsy to me. I would question the ver- veracity of an anonymous handwritten note of a, on an FBI report," said Yale historian Glenda Gilmore. I asked him about that because it was about these transcripts and it was very um, – and and that they were out to – you know, the FBI was out to get uh, Martin Luther King and why he uh, found credibility in those transcripts. And he said that he spoke to people or there were people who heard the tapes and then compared what was on the tape to what was on the transcripts and they matched. So um, I don't know how much – Um, research these historians at Yale and Rutgers have done but I'm sorry I believe Dave Garrow he worked hard on this piece he's a guy who admired uh, uh, Martin Luther King he's a liberal he's not a conservative right wing nut flamethrower and he sounded awfully credible to me and uh, I hope uh, you get your friends to check it out at at the com or on Twitter at Steigerwald. YouTube, The Answer Pittsburgh, you can find it there. Check it out. I'll see you on Monday. Thanks, Darren Byrne. Great job getting that Dave Garrow thing put together.
3: The John Steigerwald Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer,
1: and Salem Media Group.